0: The following episode of the Carnival of Randomness is sponsored by an important message to you, the people, from Upsetnick & Associates. Every day there are forces that are taking from you, stealing from you, your money, your time, your freedom. Immense faceless corporations, banks, credit card companies, insurance providers, government agencies, this list goes on and on. When you are under attack and facing crisis, turn to us, Upsitnik & Associates, attorneys for you, the people. When every day becomes a battle, we can advise and assist. We have been advocates for 40 years. Email us through UpsitniksLaw.com or call us at 1-866-391-3299 or reach out to us through Upsitnik & Associates on Facebook for a prompt, no obligation, communication, and consultation. Don't be pushed around.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to a sort of episode of Carnival of Randomness. I say this because I have to take the blame for this one. I have a really love back in the day when I was a kid coming home watching on WPIX those cartoon shows, and there was that show with the hippopotamus with the pith helmet. It was a Peter Potamus. Peter Potamus, yes. So for years I've been wanting to go hot air ballooning. Now I don't like heights, but I finally got Zach to agree, so we went. Got up in the balloon. We were sailing over Lake Ontario. And, yes, the worst fear I've ever had about ballooning happened. A bird came and pecked the balloon. We ended up on it, and I'm very sorry about this. I only thought that happened in cartoons. But it really happened. We went spinning around. And we ended up on an uncharted desert island, which in the middle of Lake Ontario is bizarre. But I'm figuring maybe Gothic Toad bought one and imported it. I I mean, it could be a man-made. So we're sitting here, and... The natives are very friendly. I think they're actually descendants of the Hawakawi tribe. Because uh, they wake up one morning and say, we're the And I thought I saw a Twizzlers plant, so I'm pretty sure. Gothic Toads. Gothic Toads to evolved. But they're very nice to us. And I guess they're modern, too. And they're going to have a sub deliver, They have subs bringing supplies, bringing goodies oh, and yeah, everything. Oh, yeah, you have to because so, you can't draw attention. So what they're going to do is we're just waiting for a sub to come and take us away. But because they've been very kind to us and nice to us and everything, we told them what we do, and they were like, can you do a podcast for us? And I thought, well, we don't have any notes. We don't know what we're doing. So we are a carnival of randomness. Yes, we are. So there's a story Bob Dylan told one time. He does, he's done some great American songbook albums. Somebody asked him one time, Bob, isn't it a dangerous thing to do, a dangerous career move? And he looked at him and said, Oh, you mean like Walking on Landmine? It's music. So it's a podcast. So No, it's not dangerous or anything. It might be the worst podcast we've done, the best. It might be good, but we're just going to... Worse
0: than Castle of Fu Manchu? Okay, just
1: as bad. No, worse than Octoman? There you go. That's
0: something we can talk about. That's
1: something horrible. That's something we should watch so you don't have to. So we're just going to talk for a while, and it is randomness. We'll see what comes into our heads, and if there's anything in here, there's room for stuff. It's a lonely place. So, but one thing I was actually going to talk about, because it's that time of year in Rochester, is the Lilac Festival.
0: You know, I've never been to a Lilac Festival. Um, it just seems like they
1: just get worse and worse every year. I don't remember, and I'm sure I went there as a kid... I know my mom would talk about it all you went down there it was for the lilacs yeah and I think I you'll hear this theme I do about ran on about on here I call it bigness where something starts out as nice it's a neat little niche thing and then corporate sponsors whoever they get try to get a hold of it multi marketing and all of a sudden it changes into this big blob
0: well that's because I, dro- I drive by it occasionally when it's going on, and it just looks like line after line of people
1: selling shit. Well, I could speak from some experience where Tony, bless him again from Empire Comics, he lived around there in a neighborhood. And he said him and the neighbors hated it. And the reason they hated it was because so many people would just use their street for a parking lot, literally park in front of their driveway, oh. in the driveway.
0: You know, that's it's gotten ridiculous. And when it, it when would it comes come to up that. Where
1: literally he would be, I would help him sometimes. They would be putting up little barricades for parking. Yeah. And it's ridiculous how people get. And I admit, if we get off this island, if. I'll probably be there on the 18th because Michaela's playing and it's Michaela. So i would probably go. I'll make the effort. But the last time I went there, I don't even know why. I was just, eh, I'll take a look at it. And most of the time now, the lilacs don't even bloom till about midway through. Yeah, I was thinking that the lilacs have been blooming later and later, and the festival
0: never adjusted. They do the
1: happen, season. but never like if you go early, you're not even going to see them. Naturally, there's—I will recommend Highland Park. There's a lot of beautiful plants there, mm. not just the lilacs. There really are.
0: Yeah, I like they have—they have the,
1: have the Lambertian Conservatory there. But well, so I went That's there, funny. parked at the Colgate Divinity College. I don't, my friend, one of my friends told me to park on her street, but there'd been a lot of car break-ins. So, and then what happened was the psychedelic furs are going to play. So, someone's going to go. They ended up canceling, never playing. But anyway, so go down there. It's all crowded. I hate crowds. Yeah, I'm with you. On and that it's, one. one of the things is for, they, they gouge the heck out of you. Is it bad? I it's always had really a feeling bad It's really bad where like you'll see be. basically $22 for a couple, of like, little wraps or something. Oh, for God's sake. But then they it. did on, something. Man. There's some controversy, and I can't really talk about it because I don't know. Something with, like, local, like, some food vendors, like, they had up there where I they heard, were getting double taxed. Where like, they're just sort of getting screwed. Yeah, I heard there was some grumbling about it.
0: I don't know enough about it.
1: But everything's just so overpriced, it has become something where you could just stroll around, see the lilacs. So. But again, if anybody likes it, there's a lot of bands. If anybody likes it, you know, go to it. I mean, that is one thing. The music's free.
0: Right. The music's free, but everything else. I mean, speaking of overpaying, a couple of years ago, went to the Super Bowl in, in Jerry World in Dallas. There's a Jerry Land. Jerry Land, I think. Um, I think it's $12 for a bottle of water. It's like, come on, man. I
1: know it's the Super Bowl and everything, but
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Oh, I have one, the big rib thing here again. Now, that's something, in terms of festivals, had to check out just because, and I would have people down there, oh, we have to do local. Uh, The point of this is not to do local, because you can always love dinosaur and everything else. Yeah. You could get it. Why not experiment? Exactly. You do
0: local when you're in a place that's not you know, not where you're from.
1: But and then again, and I'll give them credit here, basically it's all kinds of ribs from all over the country, Texas, Florida, exactly. St. Louis, and what you do, you get your stuff, then you have a little card, you vote on which one you think was the best. I
0: like stuff like that.
1: And actually I thought the Florida ones were really good.
0: What <clears throat> what is does Florida have a specific barbecue
1: style or is They're that, all different styles, and I can't it, really say what it was. But the thing was, you watch the people working. There's a guy with the bandana, the smoke and everything. Yeah. And you have to wait in line. The food, but the, I remember there was, there was a lemonade there. <clears throat> oh, I'm choking on a CC fly. <laughs> oh, they got tropical. No, How do they have tropical animals we're, when we're in I'd Lake thought Ontario? close to Canada.
0: It's those damn big black flies.
1: Man, what the heck? But one of the things was my friend got a lemonade. didn't look at it costs like $22 oh with fuck. the plastic cup, but you can reuse the cup, not oh. for free refill. Yeah,
0: no, you can use reuse the cup for $20. Refills.
1: And the other thing they had, and I had to try it, this was at the Lilac Fest, and it's one of those things you see. It's like, for example, I was at the dollar store, and they had water balloons and bacon-flavored cotton candy, and I had to buy them, because how could you not? That just, uh, you, you told me
0: about the bacon-flavored cotton candy, and I, I was thinking it's going to be
1: repellent or...
0: Hey, like, okay. So like I had to try candy. a
1: couple of those. Yeah, how was it? Oh, well, I like, smart enough not to try okay, it. Okay. I just the label's good because it's got a pig there with cotton candy. All right, that's funny. But I had to try some of that deep fried, the Snickers bar, the peanut butter Ooh. sandwich, and I can say they are gross. Yeah, like I don't know why people. Especially, what
0: is it? the The Scottish have a reputation for the deep fried Mars bars. That's where I think it came
1: from. Did not it? Why would you do that? Jesus. Plus, it's not even. You think about combining flavors where you might have sweet. It's like, like chartreuse and lemon juice or something, because chartreuse like this is very sweet. Oh, I don't
0: know. Yeah. I I'm not a fan of chartreuse.
1: Hey, so good they named a color after it. I've actually yeah. never drunk in it. But well, that's what I've heard, so you had say, but this is all sweet. Yeah, it's too much. You know, sweet batter over
0: sweet chocolate. It, 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 it's too, too, God, it makes my pancreas hurt thinking about it.
1: Ah, yeah, but one thing we could talk about here, we could talk about something we probably wouldn't be able to do a whole episode on, but since we're hey, just entertaining, go. like for recipes, Ooh. like Ooh. in terms of that, yeah, some of that stuff, like what's some of the, more interesting recipes you've done. Uh, Jesus. I, I think m- he could do it pretty cool because all he did was put his hands over the water and turn to wine or he made fish. Yeah, he made fish and bread out of nothing. The thing, I don't really come
0: up with many recipes, but I'll find recipes. And I'm pretty good at following directions. But I do make a pretty good stuffed meatloaf. You know, you make the meatloaf, roll it out flat, and layer it. I use uh, ham and Swiss cheese, and then just roll it up like a big meat tube because meat tube is funny to say. Well, I use
1: the Batista method. The Batista is a legend. He really does exist. You don't want to meet him, though, ever. No. But he would add, he said the one time it needed a little oomph, so we added vanilla. Was it?
0: Oh, that for was barbecue, sauce. Yeah, he was that's barbecue what, yeah, sauce. He was doing a barbecue sauce. He said sauce. it was
1: missing. <clears throat> so what did he do? He added a little bit of vanilla, and it was quite good. He's also the same one that
0: told us about the troubles with using a wok in Western stoves.
1: Yeah. It's
0: like there's no point to most Americans owning a wok, you know, with the small base and the real high walls because our stoves aren't designed for it. We're only going to heat the bottom, so you're losing, what, 80% of the cooking surface. Because
1: that's supposed supposed to be usually peanut oil, and it's done really fast. Yeah, and it's in, like, that deep... What do
0: they call oh, The breath of the dragon is what they call the flame when it shoots Take up.
1: Take a look if you go to a Japanese restaurant. I know the irrigado, I think, is gone yeah, here now. Yeah, unfortunately. But I think. they would have, there's some still around, I'm sure, where you get to watch the chef cooking. That's part of the experience. I know the irrigado, that was a big experience. Yeah. Watching them absolutely cook. Was. And you could watch, it's a lot different than cooking it at home. Oh, God, yeah. Because they actually
0: have the proper tools, the proper spices. I mean, I, I use could, my walk
1: now for burning papers. Like if I get like, oh, so fire just, pit, yeah, I just use it, it to put the like stuff there and everything. It's cool. It goes up and then I just so yeah. that's what I use it so for. But funny. one of the other things, of course, from Batista is the Almighty Velveeta. I yeah, my dad's a Velveeta man too. I remember the worst. One
0: of the worst things. Well, maybe not worse, but worse for me. I had. We made. Fried spam with melted Velveeta, and I this was when I You're was. You're not a kid. still drinking. No, I'm still thirsty from it. Or when I was in South Carolina uh, a couple years back, there was a. Wasn't the Carl's? Was it Carl's Jr. or was it Hardee's? I don't know. Well, regardless of which it was, Hardee's
1: I could think of because they actually did have those in when I lived in DC. Yeah,
0: I know it's based on the geography, but because re- they had
1: Hardee's at. Yeah, it's, because the I remember Hardys going down doing that ride to D.C. and back, taking the car. We would go through you know, Gettysburg and everything. I always stopped at a Hardy's. Oh, going down, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, they had for breakfast. It was fried bologna and spam on a biscuit. Oh, so you better believe I ate now, that. Now
1: I've seen actually in Leroy John Adams Country, there's a place that has a fried bologna sub.
0: I'll tell you, I I guess maybe, I thought it was like a western Pennsylvania thing, but I love fried bologna. No, I hear it's, But, and it depends on where you get it. Some will just get like the real thin sliced that you get at the deli, or some will get
1: the, the log, the bologna log, and cut the, it like... You know, we used to call them the ring of reds. Yeah. Yeah, the ring of red. And the, you'll get like the half inch big thick bologna steaks. Well, that was called... Actually, for Dingus a lot of the festivities in Buffalo, back at the Polish Fest, it was called Polish Steak, fried bologna. yeah, and, and I mean, onions, of course. Oh,
0: you have to have onions and butter.
1: But you had quail
0: eggs too. We that was again that was a uh, when I in San Antonio. We if you're ever in San Antonio down by the Riverwalk, I'm just going to throw a cheap plug at them because they're a really good bar. It's called the Esquire. It's on the Riverwalk, really good. But in any event, this was our infamous night of four dinners. On the way to dinner, we stopped at this, I can't remember the name of it, but it seemed so out of place. It was a Japanese restaurant in the middle of San Antonio, Texas. And they had quail egg shooters. It was a raw quail egg with hot sauce, soy sauce, and a couple other sauces. So yeah, my only
1: quail egg experience I ever had was drinking a raw one. It was kind of good, though. I always used to get... My mom used to get Bon Appetit, and I used to... And very good magazine also because they would do a lot of historical things, but especially when I was in grad school, I would amuse myself by trying different recipes and everything. Right. And one of the ones I still thought was really, really good was actually a bacon cantaloupe sandwich on a croissant. And you made a, you made a base with honey, Dijon mustard, and a couple other things, and somehow... Again, balance. Well, I know... The, Where, like, the taste... Ba- you would think it's something just bizarre, but the balance of tastes... Most people would because I think... Um,
0: I know, I think it was my grandfather used to put salt on his cantaloupe because he said the salt brought out the sweetness. And, yeah. and you know, prosciutto-wrapped melon is not... Uh, ...is not unheard of. Yeah. It's actually quite well, common it's like one days. of the things
1: I, it struck me as weird. Everybody's done this. It struck me as weird when I was a kid, though, like during the summer especially. Mom would be getting the apple pie, and you get a piece of cheese. Oh, that. the
0: cheddar cheese on the apple pie. And I it always struck me as
1: bizarre, but... I don't know why it works, but it does. Yeah. I, I can't explain it. But then there's
0: foods that you would like to think should work. They don't.
1: <laughs> you know where I'm
0: going with I this. I can't
1: imagine that.
0: I was told by... A friend up here, another Mike. We know many Mikes. To avoid a, th- a phenomenon, a lot called of these Mikes you should avoid. Yeah, yourself. To avoid a phenomenon called mustard pickles, he said it's pickles with mustard just squirted in the jar, and they pickled it in mustard. And I'm thinking, how bad could that be? If you have a, a hamburger or a sandwich, you'll put mustard and pickles on it. It tastes fine, right? So we are at this little country... Years later, we're at this tiny-ass country store somewhere in Pennsylvania. I don't even remember the city. They had on the shelf mustard pickles. And in the back of my head, I heard Mike's voice, don't eat the fucking mustard pickles. So, after we get the jar back to the place we were staying...
1: It's forbidden fruit by we, then. You we can't opened it open.
0: up. Yeah, it's like you know if everybody tells you not to do something you're going to do it just to see why they're telling you not to do it then i found out mustard pickles are horrifying i don't know what happens in the pickling process but it was it was like almost spicy and warm and horrifying you, no you bet how many people out there are going to try it now yeah please if you try mustard pickles and survive mustard pickles Send us send us an email. Well, whereas one time a bartender
1: told us to dip uh, pickles in JMO. So I've heard pickle juice and vodka, or pickles and vodka. Yeah. But, never but jamo. one thing I will relate is maybe the funniest food experience I've ever had. I might actually start laughing, and it's one of those things where I tell people out there, you might think, not think it's as funny as you had to be there. Right. But so we're going to the old Soviet Union. We're flying. It's a Fisher trip. This is from my old history buddies. So, literally, it's the day after New Year's, a couple of days. I remember I was like massively, massively sick. And of course, perfect timing, you know, it's snowing horrible. Oh, yeah. Literally, of Russia. freaking 12, like, eight hour flight basically, hold over at Helsinki mm-hmm. and I'm coughing my head off. Then, literally, for real, it seemed the vodka or the air or something cured me. So, anyways, we're going over with these great Americas going over. We're in Helsinki. We're in. We're in St. Petersburg, and everybody's starving. It's been like, don't long. so we yeah, go long in there. That's flight. So we're in the hotel. We get out a bunch of my buddies, and I were going in there in the, the the ballroom. We go in there, see the plates, and it looks like what's a dead parakeet on the plate and a piece of sardine, <laughs> <laughs> and literally, <laughs> really, the look at was it a parakeet? I uh, the way they did it, I don't want to know. But it was sort of bloody and gross. So oh. we're looking at, it. literally, Dr. Biskupski <laughs> takes the sardine, flings it over his shoulder. So then it's like one of those things. It's almost like a comedy with the Stooges or Laurel and Hardy. They're serving entree. They're serving stuff. It's like almost like Young Frankenstein. Yeah. We're getting different stuff. It's like, ah, this is going to be good. And then my friend Matt looks at me. I'm sipping the minimal water. And he goes, like, how strong your stomach? It's like. Don't tell me. He points to it. It's all this sediment like this on the bottom. And literally, a woman across from us just drank it, sees me, and spits it all over the place. So we're like like a bunch of people on Laughing gas. Course after course is coming. We get the aspic, and we're just laughing our head. And literally, we get those giggles after especially being overtired, hungry, where... We're, like, dying, and everybody's looking at us. So we get this stuff. It looks like stew. So it's like we get bread. And actually, one thing, if you ever go there, the breads are, are really, really good. I'll give them that. So we do this. We try eating it. It seems a little tough, but you'll eat a lot of stuff. And it's almost like so, you're so hungry you could eat a. So we're in. And then we're thinking. eh. Oh. Where do they get the beef and everything, Doctor Biscu- Biskowski Doctor Biskovsky goes, "Oh yeah, that's horse." Yeah, wasn't beef. <laughs> I literally like ran out to the freaky to get to my room to bar. <laughs> Wait, so you after eating horse, you had the trots? Oh, it was hilarious. A couple of those times, Somebody. but it was just literally one of those experiences when you were there. We were and we were laughing so hard. So when we got to w- Warsaw. After many good drinking bouts, which was the different story in itself, right. we got to right. Warsaw. So we get to the hotel there. And actually, Doc knew Lech and everybody, and he knew everything about Poland. Ask Fred and the Goose. Oh, yeah. He had them on his Rolodex. So we had this really good hotel. We get down there. There's this incredible buffet. It looked like people who were basically hadn't eaten for 50 days descending on that buffet. <laughs> So you weren't a fan of the horse? Huh? It looked like Bluto in Animal House—the way everybody oh, was go. piling up stuff. Yeah, I'm, yeah. But that I, was actually—it's it, one it, of those experiences. It was so funny, though. It was just because we drank most of our food there, but yeah. that was just hilarious. How it was just being overtired and seeing what looked like Tweety on your plate and a piece of sardine. <laughs> well, that uh, is—that was that Soviet surf and turf. Remember, this was the Soviet Union, yeah, too. I know, Union, I was going to say, because you've never thing. been to Russia. And literally, a friend of mine warned me, said, it's basically a third-world country with guns. And yeah, that's what you it was. What?
0: That, for those that study history, that really was what the Soviet and Union And there's a site
1: was. I'll never forget where I like to travel off-grid. So I'm walking around with my friend, and we're walking around Moscow. And one of the things you would see some stores, actually Sweden owned a lot of stuff, different stores there. But there was a McDonald's. And literally, in around pre, in wait, Moscow in pre-Russia, in the Soviet era, there they was had like a an M- idea. McDonald's? Yeah, there was. Mc- yeah, they had. Oh yeah, they. Were, I mean, I can understand. A closed off country completely, like no. That. But still, it just this seems was so Gorbachev weird. and oh, everything okay. too. That's right, there was like me. a line around the block to go in McDonald's.
0: Yeah, because probably a lot of those guys had never seen a McDonald's.
1: And the thing before. was, if you were an American and you were American, American money, you could walk right in. But the spectacle of who here would wait around the block to go to McDonald's? Yeah,
0: not many people, I don't
1: think. That was almost like the thing for going in a Pizza Hut in Helsinki, you know, the difference with that. Finland's beautiful, massively overpriced, and I think somebody run up, ran up up a $120 bill at Pizza Hut. Jesus Christ, what the hell were you eating? I don't know, but I remember doing being in a casino in Warsaw, and I did the whole James Bond thing, it had to be a pretentious twit, like vodka martini, yeah. which was quite strong. So we're drinking down there, and we get a bill for 600,000's latte, and it was, like, basically the scream. Yeah. So we're, we're not leaving. We're going to be sent off to a yeah, Freaking. But,
0: but but then the question becomes, uh, it how was much is 600,000's latte? They're,
1: like, 20 bucks. Oh. But we have it. One of my friend Matt,
0: has it framed. Well, that's the thing with, and actually, this is a funny point. Because you look at exchange rates, since we're just going randomly, the American dollar is quite strong in some countries. You can, you know, go to Southeast Asian countries, some African countries, and you can get ten thousand or.
1: Remember what? the joke from Euro Trip? Maybe they're going. They're traveling in Europe, so they're in Western Europe. Everything's massive. They get to Eastern Europe. They get to a hotel. It gives them a nickel for a tip. He's like. I'm going to buy the hotel.
0: I own the hotel. But you look at it like, you know, 10,000 to one, let's say. And you think, oh, I'm going to be rich. But then you have to remember, what can 10,000 of whatever buy you? Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I've got um, 50,000, 50,000, what, just random currency, like. um, Dinars. Yeah, 50,000 dinars. What do I buy with it? Do I buy a house? Do I buy a cheeseburger? Do I buy a horse?
1: How much can this buy me? Well, that was interesting. We don't know. It was interesting because one of the things was they, when you get out of there, they don't stamp your passport. It's like you were never there. They'll let you keep one ruble. Hmm. But Doc said make sure you exchange some money just because for your thing to say what you spent. Yeah. So, we're at the hotel having the biggest problem. Number one, they're using an abacus. The woman can't speak English. Oh, the horror is being in Russia. where well, the woman couldn't the nerve, you yeah, know? Yeah, the nerve. Plus, we were being followed around by KGB agents who were something out of, like, Boris and Natasha. It was so funny. Yeah, but they wouldn't so as So then, I'm, I'm trying to exchange money. A guy goes behind, yo, American, gives me the money. I'm like, you, I want the money, you dummy. <laughs> yeah. And, but the thing is, it's, Really, you appreciate things there where it's amazing what they don't have or didn't have in those days. Well, I think that's what it is.
0: You, you look at the stuff we have here that we take for granted, yeah. and you go to a country
1: like the old Soviet Union, it's not so much the same. No, and there was one scene in particular we were at the circus. And there was a family in front of us, and the girls, little girls, looking at me. And one of the things they said to bring over a little bit was gum because they can't get it. So I had fruit striped gum, and I asked like the parents, I motioning, "Can I, you know, give this to her?" And she took the gum and she held it like somebody gave
0: yeah.
1: her gold or something. You think she does go down to the store and buy it here? Yeah, not and, and exactly. That's what I always say when people ever complain about here, go somewhere else for a while. And, well, I guess like, the, here, we're stuck here, but at least they're nice. Right.
0: It, it reminded me uh, back in 1990 when, um, all right, now we're going to shift to hockey, but it's also kind of similar. Oh, we do whatever the hell we yeah. want, I guess.
1: When, uh, the, the penguin, you guys okay out there? Is this all, you know, yeah. That guy's sleeping.
0: Yeah. No, that guy's dead. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He ate the horse stew. <laughs> but um, when Yamir Jager was drafted by the Pittsburgh Penguins, <clears throat> and he was coming from, at the time, Czechoslovakia, we know it's not. Czechoslovakia. Czech anymore. Republic. Yeah, he, he's from the Czech part. The first thing, not the balances part, but I'm ching. He bought like just pairs and pairs and pairs of blue jeans, and would send them. Oh, I know, I heard about that because I guess blue jeans were. Oh, hot, they told us, yeah, yeah, they were very high commodity in the old uh, the eastern. Especially Bloc. Levi's, especially yeah. if you had a brand. Yeah, Levi's brand, not. But that and that and we're looking at it. It's like that's. Weird, because we can just go down to Sears or whatever and yeah. get jeans.
1: I'm actually, because this is a little thing that's going to pop up. I, my recent reading, I've been reading about a Peter O'Toole biography, and the guy was mighty nuts. And actually, there's a couple stories you reminded me of. One, he used to room with Richard Harris all the time. This is one of those stories that probably is not true. So they come home from a boozing bin, and they're starving. So they go look in the refrigerator, look in the refrigerator. Wherever we used to be, they left a pork shop that looked like it was 500 years old. So they're looking at it going, eh, Eh, we better not. So the story goes, they fling it out the window. So they go leave the next day. It's gone, but they see a dead dog out there. (laughs) You know, something like that, it it very well might have been. And one other story about them that I thought was really funny. So they're they're doing a play, and they're staying in a real posh, as they use the word, hotel in England. Right. So they're in there one day. It's pouring out. It's really terrible. It's terrible. In England? No. It's really bad. It's like a hurricane. So they're in there, and they're going to, this last day in there, and Harris, is, they blew through the amenities, everything, got the huge bill, and then they dons them they don't have any money to pay. Oh, shit. So Richard Harris says, okay, here's what we're going to do. Take all your clothes off. So they take all the clothes off. They wrap them in little bundles and throw them out the window into the side street. So then they go down in robes, and the concierge looks at them. What are you doing? Uh, we're going swimming. And what, what is this? It's terrible. You're gonna, something's going to happen. And we're Irishmen. We're tough. So they go out. They go outside. They run around the corner. They go get dressed, and they haul away without paying. So story goes, years later, Richard Harris, famously he's back at the hotel, that same concierge is here. Oh, and he's God. like, oh, my goodness. So she looks at him and says, oh, Mr. Harris, we were afraid you two drowned. <laughs> let's take these stories. Hey, they're good stories. You know what? That's funny. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. As Peter O'Toole said, never ask what you did. It's better not to know. And Harris always said, there are years I don't remember. Yeah, I've heard that about him. But, uh, see, stories like that are funny. Though are funny. The urban legend
0: type stories.
1: Yeah, especially those. And right. yeah, you know what? A lot of them I think, because I've heard stories like, you know, you think about something you did years ago, you get it wrong. But figure something true and then you just embellish it a little because you right. don't remember. Or...
0: Right. It's, uh, what was that game we played as kids? The telephone game. Where you'd start at the back and... The one person would think up a word or something. Or I was so sentence. bad at I that. I was terrible The one it, I was I bad at, shit.
1: the one I was bad at where they would say something about your classmates about your eye color. That was weird, like huh. you tried to remember. Oh, the one was, you know, you got into the circle, you had to whisper something, and yeah. then it would be something totally different. Yeah,
0: by the time it... it uh, I think the the Simpsons kind of made a play off of that. It gets to the very end and said... You know, you have to go here, Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Yeah. Like, like, just this shit like that is funny. It's just slight embellishment, but it makes well, it funnier. Well, we were there
1: showing towels, too, and stuff and everything. Oh, Lord. And I remember I would bring in a banana for yellow. and It would be even more moldy. But I thought... Back <laughs> There's when, yellow in there, One of damn those it. embellished stories, one of the legendary stories from college, was the case of the keg escapade, which was years ago. was when we were... Freshman, we loaded a keg up and took it up to a dorm. Now the story goes, everything did that we were running from the cops across campus <clears throat> with the keg. And actually <laughs> and this was a story, and I would hear people come up to me for years telling Is me about true? the story. And what really happened, we were in a dorm room. And we were getting a little loud. It was a beer ball because think about it, who's going to carry a keg? Yeah, the kegs are very. And at that time, I was so I like made a scarf out of toilet paper. So what happened was we're in we're in one of the main dorms, and security comes, some Keystone cop, and he's going, oh, got to get the keg. We got to hit in the bathroom. Jim Vito just literally picks it up, takes it, starts running. So then we start running. We run across campus, get to the car take off we're gonna go across the street right. we get stopped by security literally one of our stories was always gonna be ah we're just people visiting yeah security guy knew us from our high school oh, he, son of a bitch! he went there and he let us go because of that i still have no idea who that guy was and then all we did was we took it murphy hall ground floor and strung it through a freaking bush but that was the official story because it took on legendary proportion, where we were getting chased by the police all the way through yeah. Pittsburgh. But and that's then, how it goes. All these you know, things. Eventually, like, the army was involved. Literally, we're running all across campus carrying a keg. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're just running w- with a party ball. Yeah. Just think about a it. Beer but, ball. But again, think of the logic of that. So, oh yeah, okay. You got one guy who's gonna pick a keg up and carry yeah, it. Yeah, that ain't happening worse is if two people are carrying it you can't run it's always that i
0: heard i heard i heard like well i know somebody that said this yeah and it you know and you have to think about it i think i've mentioned it before on here but those were the first viral videos yeah and they spread like wildfire and there was no communication no cell phones no internet but yet people
1: you know across campus that had never met you knew the story yeah Oh, the rumors, people would know you. I always thought that scary thing where people would sort of know your rep.
0: Yeah.
1: About, like, with you and your friends, and you wouldn't even, never even met them. Right. Like, who are you? Like, yeah, I know you. How? Yeah. It doesn't matter. But it's weird. It's like by osmosis or something. It's something. That's what my friend, think about, like, all these things that are out there all these trivial things. And, like, one of my friends was talking to his son, I guess, and he was going on, complaining about the world, saying people are fake, they'll be... And his son looked at him and said, no, we've lowered our standards. And I don't know how that goes. A little bit, it's like, I think a little way, again, this almost goes back to some regionomics, where we're distracted. Like, if we were stuck on this island, we'd probably cultivate growing papayas, like I see, even though, again, on Lake Ontario, it's one of these...
0: It's a weird Hot Pocket. Yeah. Not sponsored by Hot
1: Pocket. Yes, but... It's amazing that I think we're very distracted.
0: You know, I think you're absolutely right. And I, you have to look at it. this. The
1: decline really seems to have come with the advent of social media. And a lot of it. Actually, that I know Jeff was saying for another Rageonomics, he wanted to talk one topic with social media, good, bad, and ugly. Yeah, and I think that's going to be a fun one, especially with... He needs to emote more, damn it, though. I mean, he's going to give himself a heart attack. Well, I had one back in the day. I've never done, like, any of those online dating things. Come on. I
0: I tried it once, and it said no compatible matches within 350 miles. Yeah, I mean... there you go.
1: But I remember, like, seeing my friend was doing one once, and he showed me this profile. And I'm looking at this, like, she uses some line, like, Something on acid or something was, like, lying for me. I said, that's from Caddyshack, dude. But I remember a sad one. This was just really, really sad. One of my friends got divorced. And he's got a very sort of odd logical mind. Where he, he would talk about dating, how you go through. I think he went, like, six through 64 different ones, none of them compatible. Wow. But he had one. Saw the picture of her. And he's, I remember we went to a place in Pittsburgh. And he brought me along as, like, the third wheel just saying, you know, can you just. I'll go by the bar and like pretend now give me a signal if this doesn't work out right yeah, I'll give
0: you I'll give you the Iggy. so and literally you come again he's me.
1: sitting there waiting for her and mentions her his name and he's looking at her is this somebody because he does a lot of stuff from work is this a client right it was looked totally not like the person at all what someone lied and on then, an
0: internet dating profile and then
1: after that she's saying well I want you to get to know me and that was and basically, he handled it well, though. I give him credit. There was no nastiness. Well, that's just... What he said was, "I'm sure you're perfect for someone, but not. It's just not going to work." Yeah. But his things were hilarious. Was just they were like sad. That it. And the thing is, you know, nobody really worried about
0: the online dating fears until what the Craigslist killer. Well, I think it's sort of scary because I
1: think people online are freaky. They're going to lie. Yeah, I mean no, because you can not... hide
0: behind a, a computer screen.
1: Yeah, it's not real, and I think a lot of times I know the people in my life. I've always it been like, good old word serendipity or something or mutual interest, but I can't see any, like any ways like some chemical formula. They could have somebody, oh, you're perfect for this person, well, that's, that's, and then you can't stand each other.
0: That's the thing. Like you know, you see these commercials, like, well, we match you based on 128 points of compatibility. Well, what the fuck are they?
1: I had a laugh. I was, I'm curious. I was just thinking one time, I find media a lot of times bizarre. Oh, but yeah, one time hard. I saw an article in a paper, they're talking about how to be sociable and everything and how to get all this stuff. And one of the things was, when you go out, act like you're having fun because people will want to have fun and they'll be by you. Jesus Christ. And it's like there was the same thing they tried to say how to go to the bathroom in the woods, there was an article on that. I, it's pretty easy,
0: if you ask me. Yeah. I, You know, I've pissed in the woods many a time. Yeah. But
1: so well, one thing I was thinking about, since we could talk about anything, yes. and was time travel. And the reason I'm doing this, have you seen Endgame, or do you care to see it? I'll see it eventually. I haven't well, seen it yet. Well, one of the things, I'll give some stuff away, there's a time travel idea. And they try to, at first, set it up, where it, then they blow it, like everybody does. Well, of course. You and have again,
0: to, it's a... The time travel trope.
1: Yeah. So should I talk about it at all or not? Or about time travel? Or, or the movie? Or right, go ahead
0: if you want. By, here, just so you know, spoiler alert for the next three minutes. Yeah.
1: Well, one of the things they talk about, they do the whole, ah, you know, if Hitler, you know, let's go kill. They find a way to go back in time.
0: Oh, is this this whole thing? Let's go back and kill Hitler? And none well, of what happens shit, is,
1: happened. what happens is Scott Lang pops out of the. What's it? The little what's it called? The little universe thing? He's flying around it. Because oh, remember in the Ant yeah. Man movie, they vanish and he's stuck in there. Yeah. They presume him dead. Presume him dead, but you knew he was coming. He back. pops out the quantum realm. That's. He it. pops out five years later and he finds out what happens. So he goes to the remaining guys and says, "Hey, I think we can, you know, go back in time get the stones." So then somebody brings like he brings up the Hitler thing, and then either one of like one of the smart guys says to him, "You can't do that." Because no. it doesn't work that way. No. So, literally, the way they go around, what happens is some people, you get in the back. So, okay, if you're in the past, and you left yourself in the past, you never would have done this. Right. So, how could you have done this in the first place?
0: Precisely.
1: Because, and this is my,
0: you know, I, we know time
1: travel is theoretical. Well, we Maybe. did it on here. A lot of people thought that was yeah, like that, a joke. That's but, true. I mean, that was minor, kind of. And I don't think we yeah. really affected much. Well, it was only two weeks. Much.
0: But if you go back in time to alter some event, you have to remember that the world you left, the world we're in now, is because of everything that's happened before. If you change one thing, who knows what the hell is going to end up. Like, yeah, say you go back, oh, well, I'm going to kill Hitler and save all those lives. Okay, yeah, that's an admirable thing. People would want to do that. What are they going to be the long-term consequences? And some other guy could have hopped up. Right. It could or have you, know somebody could have happened?
1: you know what could have happened? There was always a thing, again, going back to the great Dr. Biskupski, where suppose it was Stalin and the Soviet Union who took over everything. Exactly. Without Hitler in the way.
0: Maybe Stalin would have rolled over Europe, but, but it
1: just makes your head go. It's like the whole Back to the Future thing. So, it is, and and it makes you wonder, like, and and
0: even it could be something just so insignificant, but it could have drastic well, the, the old, old
1: Ray Bradbury story, The Butterfly Effect, where they go, yeah. they have time travel to go see dinosaurs, and you're told they search it out. They always pick something near death. They mark it. You're supposed to stay on the path. So there's a T Rex. The guy there freaks. Runs off the falls path. off the path. They come back and the world's completely different. And he looks on his shoe and he stepped on a butterfly. Yeah. Like and you know, and it was an old Simpsons
0: thing. They go back in time, he squashes a mosquito. It's like, but there was only one little insignificant mosquito. It won't affect that much. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> But really, you know, nobody thinks about it. Everybody thinks, "Oh, time travel would be." And really it's one cool.
1: of those goofy what is, Like you always, "Ah, oh, I wish I would have done this." Say you went back to high school me, you might make your life a lot worse, right? You know, you want to avoid like um,
0: tripping and falling down the stairs. Let's say in front of the in front of your crush. Okay, you do that. You know, but now what happens if you shit your pants in front of her? Which is worse, falling down the stairs or taking a, or dropping a load in your in your drawers? <laughs> It, I well, can tell that, that you, know, I can a tell, tell you. Now that you brought,
1: brought that up, oh, uh, I know. I will tell you, you have something there because I remember, I will not name this person, but there was somebody in grade school who did that in grade school. Oh, who duked? <laughs> he did it in his pants. Oh. And he did it in his pants. Now, the thing was. He pissed himself. Oh, okay. Okay, so then, down the line... He's now a CEO. We have the case. Actually, it gets like this. Down the line, there was the case of the fart. Where, you know, you were... <laughs> this is, like, sixth grade. <laughs> this is real. Coming, there, there coming like, next week, Rob and Zach in the case of the fart. This was sixth grade. No, this is one of my biggest mysteries in life. This was sixth grade, and we got left, you know, for lack like, whatever they do that. Right, yeah. Somebody caught... Oh, and you're trying to figure, and nobody. To this Literally, will admit it. no, and you have to remember. In memory, it sounded like thunder. Right. And I remember a couple of my friends turning red, nearly falling off the chair. And it <clears> seemed <throat> like laughter going on. We never knew who did it. There was one kid in class; he was proud of him. Yeah. But he seemed pissed. He seemed like, man, this guy topped me. Yeah. So right. we never so knew you who can did him it. Out. We never knew who did it. So years later. One of my friends does the big reveal. It was like one of those big moments in my life where he told me you did it because <laughs> the kids had in front of him. And I guess he coughed and blew it. And I said, Well, why didn't you say anything? He goes, He's the same one who peed himself. And all he was ever known is he actually seriously went on to become a doctor for real. Yeah. He became known just basically as the guy to this day. If I, oh, that's the. It's like. Like, and now accepting the Nobel Prize, hey, that's the guy that pissed himself. <laughs> so so he said, basically, he was worried for his state of mind if he was also known as the kid who blew one in class. Oh,
0: I actually did that. <laughs> I was taking, taking it when I was at U of R. It was finals week. We were taking a final, so you know how quiet the study room is. Uh, then the sneeze fart occurred, and I was so concerned about not, you know... Having a very loud sneeze and disturbing anybody, I tried to choke it down, and it came out the other end.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, we're rolling now. It was one
0: of those <laughs> painful
1: ones. I've had the ones when I've had to really got to pee or something in class, and I'm dying. Yeah. And then literally, oh, you're, you're sweating, you're dying, you're like, what am I going to do? And then as soon as that thing hits class, over freaking book.
0: We, ha- I had that uh, coming back from a high school football trip, because we were on the bus, and and we were wearing our pads, you know, for the most part. Like, you'd take your shoulder pads off you'd your pants. Off. So I'm just sitting there literally rocking back and forth, trying to think of any thought other than
1: <laughs> what's going oh, to happen when we get back is, to Now the, we're really getting we get a high to point. Tweet. This a, but one of my friends, we were golfing one time. He got diarrhea, and he literally sped with the car back to the clubhouse. Oh, well, hopefully he made it. We never heard anything, but he still remembers it. He still remembers. But the thing was, he said he went in there, and the bathroom was out of order. So we had to go someplace else. Oh Lord! But so we're hitting high notes oh, on no, this now. You know what? That's
0: uh, see what ha- you see what happens when we're left to our own devices and don't have
1: a script. So if or we're lost or trapped, idea. on we could do this again sometime. You know
0: what? Uh, this
1: is now going to be known as Fart Story Island. Yeah. <laughs> But you know it's a purpose too. If we ever do these it is stuff like we don't think we could really have a whole episode of. And yet I'm clocking, we're at forty two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, was gonna, I, was gonna, I was gonna talk about candy and different things too, like colics and everything. Oh Lord, that's a
0: that's a throwback. That's we might actually do one of like you know, old fashioned treats. Yeah, old fashioned treats because and um, unfortunately we have to mourn the loss how long ago of Candy Nation in yeah, and Old Yeah, th- I
1: don't know. It's two weeks ago.
0: And that's sad because everything's closing down.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the thing I'll almost end this with. One of the things is I've been noticing that more and more going around to places. You go there where there's something you knew and it's gone. Actually, there's a the plaza by my old grade school. There used to be a roller skating rink, then B Foreman's. B. Foreman. And I got my Darth, Darth Vader costume there and like some. Oh, okay. Yeah, but now it's all different stuff. Right. Isn't Everything's that weird? all. And you look, and I'm almost getting to that point now where, hey, that used to be that, yeah. that used to be that. And my dad still cognizant about old stuff like we're driving around oh that was there it's amazing and then the best ones are when you go down somewhere when did that close
0: well exactly like um you know to to grow more farms out in henrietta
1: yeah just shuttered
0: yeah and that's sad you know, especially because it's not the big national chains that are going under. It's the yeah. local
1: And we're going to see the end of Reed's, Reed's Ice Cream, not because it's going out of business. I Old you. man Reed has decided his wife passed away in January. I guess Which he I made a know. promise to himself he's going to retire at seventy five. He's seventy seven. He just kept going. His son works for the Golf Network in Orlando. He's going to go down and live there. He put up so if anybody's got about six hundred thousand, he's going to give you everything in there. Yeah. So keep it Reed, the, Keep it ice cream. Keep his keep the the sandy. He's going to give you the the secrets of Reed. The secret recipes of Reed.
0: And if you've never been there, it's actually a very. I'm cool going to get place. my dad
1: down there before I got to go there because he's going to stay open. I guess until he
0: sells it. I guess so. Right. So if you have the money, buy it, just not yet. Yeah. Because we need another ice cream Sunday or two. Yeah. So anything else before we get the before we hijack a sub and get out of here?
1: Well, one of the things I had a really interesting night the other night. I uh, went huh? to see I went to see Primetime Funk, who were very professional, very good. The keyboardist was cranking on there. It was like amazing, all the vocalists, everything was really good. So I went from there to the spirit room to see, of course, our dear Tommy. Oh, With the, the debut of Straight Johnny and the Gash Gollum's album, which we don't have the visual, was no. packed in baloney. You've seen it.
0: Well, you, actually, we do have the
1: visual. Because you I'll put it If you, you want to put it, to me, put it up, because I got rid of the baloney before it stunk the house up. Well, I mean, yeah, you, you were could right put, to put that, do that so. up. But I have the picture. of if it. if you go from the difference, you have professional musicians playing really good set, really great music. Check out Primetime Funk. Oh, absolutely. So you go to the Spirit Room, which is a thing in itself. You have all my friends drunk off the gourds, freaking loud as all hell. Tommy's dressed like. Lady see straight Johnny. Yeah. We have burlesquers from Bewitched Burlesque Sideshow... And meat CDs. Yes, and meat CDs. But I promised Tommy I would play him a track. And now the problem with this is we could probably get something to play it on here. You guys got something? Uh, yeah, they'll crank it up.
0: They've got a thing.
1: Uh, I don't know one of these that won't get pulled because some of these are pretty bad. Well, okay, so why don't so... you just pick a number and we'll just play that track? And if you could read it. All right, so how many numbers are on 19. here? Nineteen. Nineteen.
0: All right. Well, nineteen. Well, let's go with number eight. Okay. What's it say? Number eight is. Not on my m- watch, Thatcher.
1: Oh, Thatcher. Oh, Boy. Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher, okay. probably because they're playing. That's probably not one of the bad ones because there's like a song about Hitler on there. Well, there's a song called right, "Fuck so, Off." So this is. Does this album have a title? Yeah, "Straight Johnny and the Gash Goblins." It's the Meat Album. It's full of baloney, basically. Oh, full of baloney. No, that's what I've been calling it. It's sort of. <laughs> like, well, it
0: was before the baloney oh, yeah. was going on it. So
1: it's Straight Johnny and the Gashgowns, their first debut
0: and it's All right, so their debut album entitled Not On My Watch, Thatcher, Thatcher Boy. So Parentheses, Thatcher Boy.
1: Sorry, and apologies for this already. And
0: explicit lyrics, blah, blah, blah. Yeah,
1: and this is probably one of the better ones because some of the other things, if we would have picked them, they probably would have yanked the episode.
0: Yanked. <laughs> <laughs> yanked. And on the yank joke, we're going to paddle the hell out of here. That's Rob, I'm Zach, we're Carnival, we're stuck, and we're out of here. See ya. See ya.